1: In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the supreme law of the land, the constitution. We use the checks and balances our founders gave us. Brilliant, by the way. One of the solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration as we turn to God Almighty for solutions. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all absolutely doing fantastic. Pray you had a delightful God family country style weekend. And uh, we talked uh, on Saturday with James Edwards and Chris Carlson. Uh, And we talked about Tyree Nichols, this guy, 29-year-old father, they say, and FedEx worker, was pulled over on January 7th for what police said was, quote, reckless driving. After trying to flee on foot, they say, Nichols was severely beaten by the cops. He died in a hospital three days later. There are so many questions about the real narrative on this story, it's not even funny. Yeah, they say five black police officers fired, charged with murder over the Nichols case. They're having a hard time making this a racial discussion. But they're trying. Now, they say Nichols can be heard screaming for his mother, for his mom. Now, again, I'm I'm starting not to buy this, though. This 29-year-old dad himself is screaming for mommy. he's getting beat up i just don't know how many grown men would be screaming for their mommy per se Um, anyway um very strange though after the beating he went to the hospital he lived for three days could they have saved his life well i don't know it turns out there was a couple of medics with the cops that literally did nothing to help this guy while he's getting beaten even after that's the concern the Nichols family now calling on the attorneys or the department of justice the family attorneys, I should say, calling on the Department of Justice saying, listen, we got to get rid of these saturation patrols. They describe these saturation patrols as big teams of police or cops patrolling neighborhoods in the name of, quote, decreasing violent crime. But instead, they foster a, quote, wolf pack mindset, lawyers say. The five officers who beat Nichols, they say, were part of such a, quote, unit. Now, now they say they've disbanded this unit. But I look at this, and the question becomes, was this gang-related? It might be. Tucker Carlson goes and says this. This is another attempt by leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the U.S. This is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign. That's what Tucker Carlson says about it. And I have to agree, something is amok. Something is wrong with this whole story and narrative, three days the guy lives, but he dies that couldn't save his life. Uh, medics there don't even help. The cops just beat the tar out of him. It can't be racial. If they're all black. Blacks can't be racist. Remember the critical race theory doctrine? We know that's a lie, but nevertheless, there you go. Uh, is our cops just out of control? Were these guys just bad apples? Or were they put up to this by somebody else somewhere? Was it gang-related? Was it government-affiliated? Was it designed to ratchet up more hatred for the cops? I don't know, but I find this interesting. Right when this story broke and went viral, why did they release the video Friday night, right when it gets dark? Why, that's weird. Wouldn't you release it during the day, so maybe calm heads can mellow everybody out a little bit before nightfall and the riots happen? There wasn't too many riots, but they did shut down traffic You have a right to peacefully assemble. You don't have a right to shut down traffic from one main artery affecting multiple states. See, something's wrong here. Now, this guy's basically lauded a hero, uh, just like that Michael Brown guy of yesteryear, just like, you know, some of these other guys, right? Why are these people being made heroes when they're criminals? Now, I don't know if this kid had a record or not. I don't know if he was driving recklessly or not. And no matter what he was doing, the beating isn't justified. I agree with all that. But at the same time, there's weird anomalies with this story. How did it escalate to that degree? Uh, They say, well, it started out by the cops just pulled him over and surrounded his car. How many cops usually surround your car when you get pulled over, folks? Something's wrong. Well, there was only two cops at first. And then, you know, they got him out of the car. When they yanked him out of the car, he started fighting the cops. Who does that? Who yanks somebody out of the car? See, was there some preconceived notion this guy was a bad guy, you had to treat him roughly? Or was it just because he was existing while black? Well, so were the cops, they were existing while black. See, it doesn't make sense. And then they say, well, they had to call for backup, the guy was combative, and then he took off, ran from the cops. Again, why would you run from the cops? I'm telling you right now, fighting with the cops, running from the cops will do you no good. Especially as far as I understand, this guy's like six three or 4 or something, 140 pounds. I mean, the guy's a tall, lanky guy, but my gosh, he's tiny. You think he can fight with the cops? Is he really thinking he can? See, it doesn't make sense. Then this blows up to be a, quote, national and even international story. Why? I think it's massive distraction, ladies and gentlemen. We talked the final hour on Saturday with the Empire's new clothes. And we talked about finances, the dollars collapsing They're moving to a digital currency they're moving to a global currency this time it won't be a single currency it'll be a basket of currencies the dollar's melting down and and having a problem but look ladies and gentlemen let me ask you this question right at the end of this summary who advocates for and promotes more solutions for solutions and peace than liberty roundtable live answer nobody we've got to turn to god we got to turn to family we got to turn to country we got to use the gospel of jesus christ the two great commandments and the Ten Commandments, the so Twelve Commandments. we got to use the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Those are the answers for America, ladies and gentlemen. The answers are in the family. They're not political. Anyway, we talked about a lot of great stuff on Saturday. The show's available at LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir.
2: Well, good morning again here Um I was telling the Bordop people, I'll bet it's colder here than it is there. Um, it's minus 13 Fahrenheit here, which is um, a lot colder than Antarctica. There's a station in Antarctica that I track sometimes. It's minus 5 there. We have got a winter wonderland, I guess you could call it. I mean, right now the skies are mostly clear, but holy cow, we got like 21 inches of new snow yesterday. and um, And it's going to stay a while at temperatures like this. So it I, makes you I, wonder
1: if they're tampering with the weather. It's such a strange deal. Why is it in Antarctica warmer than here and stuff like that? You wonder if there's weather tampering going on by the governments who use war as a or weather as a weapon in war, right?
2: It's. Uh, I think everything's been weaponized. I, I think that the efforts to uh, throw things into a tailspin. Of course, the scriptures foresaw this. Of course, it's God that's running the scriptures, right? That there would be uh, some strange things happening, anomalies in the last days, and I think we're fast approaching some of the events that were prophesied. Well, all through mortality, I mean Isaiah and Jeremiah's statements, for example. And I just uh, I find it amazing, you know. Second Thessalonians it talks about strong delusions that would come upon the people. I'd say, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> That's a that should be. A very apparent thing with the delusional thoughts that are uh, that seem to be engulfing our whole country, and uh, I heard on the news on the lead up to this that uh, they're deciding. I guess they've decided now who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Don't know who it is for sure. They know, but I'm not tracking that. But but the fact is, uh bread and circus. Come on, you don't TV? know this, doctor. Oh well, uh, you got to focus on, on the things that news. matter. Yeah, they they said it on the news. I I know, but the bread and
1: circuses thing, mm. it, it seems to devour our lives. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a little bit about weather warfare. Think about that weather warfare. Uh, quote: weaponized weather. That's really what we're talking about here, right? Well, and it can
2: be d- drought stuff, too. I mean, uh, here in Utah, our home state, uh, you know, they're bemoaning the fact that the Great Salt Lake seems to be diminishing. It is diminishing, I think, and it has been. I remember in 1983, they spent many, many, many millions of dollars building some pumping stations out in the old West Desert there. Well, it's still the West Desert. <clears throat> but Why would they
1: were do that? Know, Hey, now they're saying global warming is going to dry up the lake in a couple of years. You won't even need to worry about it. It won't even exist. Well, that, that's the thing is they never <laughs>
2: pumped a drop, a drop of water after spending many millions of taxpayer dollars to put a pumping station out in the West Desert. And now they're talking about, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of weird and bizarre things, but they're talking about putting a big pipeline in from the Pacific Ocean to pump some Seawater, but I think I think the bottom line on this isn't to save the sand fleas that are out there, and uh, so on. I, I mean, I th- they try to make a big whoop-de-do about this as part of our heritage and all this kind of stuff. I mean, the, the really the previous lake that was here was called Bonneville, and I'd be underwater if Bonneville was st- still here. It was an inland sea basically, but but at any rate. Uh, lithium batteries have become a big thing and there's lithium out there and apparently some company or companies have got uh, mineral rights to that and it takes a horrendous amount of water to be able to process that and um and so uh, my belief is that these large corporations have gotten in bed with our uh legislators who are going and these like, these big companies are going to make a gob of money on taxpayer backs
1: if they can get enough
2: water out there to start mining Yes, that, they are. You.
1: Hang tight. We'll talk about it more in seconds. Dr. Scott Bradley com on your radio.
3: This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. theepictimes.com.
0: Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honeyman has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com.
4: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John eight forty four. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God and the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
1: With you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Doctor Scott Bradley, on your radio. There's a Brigham Young University study that kind of kicked off this idea that the Salt Lake uh, will be gone in five years if we don't make changes. Doctor Bradley, do you want to respond to this uh, new study they got going on here? It's
2: well, I'm I'm not aware of the study, but I'll tell you uh, some very disturbing things that are currently on tap in the. Uh... Utah legislature, which is probably related to this study. And studies are studies. I mean, studies are usually, uh, you know, somebody writes a program, puts it on a computer, and we we make that the gospel. And uh, that's where most of these global warming things have come from anyway, the old hockey stick thing where the, the temperatures go through the ceiling and everything melts and we're all going to die. And it's like Al Gore said at the... Uh, World Economic Forum, we're gonna have boiling oceans and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I so I don't know this
1: particular study. My guess All right, is here's the details of the study. Here's what they say. <clears throat> if the water wasn't being diverted out of the lake, it wouldn't be so dire. Okay. The natural level of the lake, if we weren't diverting so much water, would be almost twenty feet above where we are today, this professor told KSL News Radio. Now, here's what I don't understand. The natural level of the lake, what does a natural level mean? Uh, the whole state used to be underwater,
2: right? Well, like I said, that was Lake Bonneville, and it was an inland sea. And, and for the last several millennium, millennia, whatever you want to call it, so 5, if we want years. to talk about what is the natural <laughs>
1: level of water, most of the places we live were underwater at one point. So I don't know what natural level means. Uh, but then when we say we divert water from the lake, He says a lot of health risks would be reduced if we could get the lake back to its, quote, natural level. There'd be a lot of benefits if we'd do that, reducing the dust sources. Every foot of water that goes back into the lake will make for a healthier environment. I don't even know what that means, doctor. They say conservation is the only way the lake can be saved. What if the lake's not meant to be saved? I mean, if we were living during the dinosaur era, would say we can't let the dinosaurs day off? Look, I don't don't understand how we determine the parameters by which we measure progress. Well, again, this is a computer model. I
2: mean, the more I hear about it from you just now, and I've only heard briefly about it, this is what is being touted at the Utah legislature right now. And we have some bills before the legislature that would allow the governor to declare a water emergency. And they would prioritize water and basically be able to drink water, fight fires, and occasionally wash your clothes. I mean, I, I know I'm just overstating this a little bit, but the fact of the matter is, the governor could declare a water emergency and take control of all the water in the state, and then and that could be for six months. And then the legislature could grab the water control for another year. I'm telling you, water is the elixir of life, and without it, we all going to die. And here's what's happening. We're putting in the hands of bureaucrats this idea that, that are using, I mean, think of Al Gore was in charge of things. Can you imagine what kind of draconian things would be put in place? And who's to say that kind of draconian attitude? Utah is is considered to be a red state. and Again, I always say the red stands for communist in so many ways. And we could talk about uh, the land holdings of government in Utah and so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, I really do believe the undertone for all of this is put for some very well moneyed individual, maybe groups of companies, I don't know. China has been buying these mineral rights all over the world. It could be a Chinese based country. Who know I mean company. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is they're buying up these sources of this extremely valuable um, you know, it's it's something that they're uh, they're trying to take control because everything I mean in your cell phone, in your Tesla car Whatever they're doing on these electric vehicle kind of things, they're using this product, and it's become kind of the the you know liquid gold. Only it's not liquid gold, but it's in. It takes a lot of water to derive it, and I personally believe that the whole basis of what's going on in Utah right now. And and again, I don't know the source of this BYU study. It may have been bought and paid for. It's BYU from. is the
1: source, just so you know.
2: Well, I I heard yeah, BYU, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a uh, a grant granted by some oh, organization or yeah. company. I mean, you want to know who's really behind it by following the money or the attendant that the caused money. It to
1: spawn in the first place?
2: Yeah. I, I told you, when I was uh, I was a department head and director at a major university here in Utah that shall remain unnamed for despicable reasons, but the point of the matter is I sat with or stood with, I had a meeting one time with a uh research scientist at the university. He asked to meet me in a blind alley. No windows. I noticed when I went in the alley, I told him I'd meet him. No windows, no doors uh, into the alley. It was a complete, uh, it was a dead zone, if you will, so people couldn't listen. And he told me about some of the research that he had been granted money to, to do. There were foregone conclusions out of them. He had, in his mind, was unassailable evidence that the things that, that uh, were at stake were the exact opposite of the truth. And and he said that if he came public, I asked him, I says, would you go public with this? He says, no, I can't. He says, I would be a pariah. I would be cut off from all future grants. My family would lose their, their uh, you know, source of income. Uh, everybody would starve. I'd have to go find a new profession. I mean, these people that, that uh, you follow the money, you bought and paid for, I could tell you several examples of, I've had with individuals. The, they, one individual had a, uh, was an expert testimony in, the, uh, in a uh, uh, court case. And he was supposedly the greatest expert we had in the state on this particular subject matter. And he told me in a private conversation that he could not testify to what the state wanted him to because there was no evidence of what they were asking him for. There was no scientifically justifiable evidence. I says to him, what are you going to do? And he says, I don't know. I saw him a short time later after he'd gone and testified. I said, what did you do? He says, I gave the state what they wanted. So he perjured himself on the the stand in order to give the state what they had bought and paid for him to bring, and
1: they hung somebody out to dry with it. And now the big question kind of is stuff. what can politicians do? What can the Utah legislative body do in 2023 to save the lake? Is the big deal. Now listen up. <laughs> Last year the state legislature had a flurry of bills and allocated a quote forty million dollar trust in hopes of shrinking or saving the shrinking Great Salt Lake. U.S. Congress also set aside millions in two separate bills to study drawing. Saline Lakes is what they're called, I guess, in the West with the backing of Senator Mitt Romney and most of the Utah representatives in the House. Meanwhile, Governor Spencer Cox has asked lawmakers to invest an additional $132.9 million. That was in his December Senate budget proposal. Um, They say, hey, money's flowing to the lake and people are hoping water will do the same. Okay. Okay. This is crazy. They say it's already in the middle of ecological collapse. And um, they talk to lobbyists, environmental advocates, and all kinds of people about this and stuff like that. They say, hey, what what can we do? What can we do about it?
2: Experts are bought and paid for. Uh, You know, if their lips are moving, they're lying. That's basic. I'm sorry to be so cynical. But I have been in the center of some of these things for Fifty plus years, and have found that um, you can buy anything in this world with money, and it it really is a truism of what is going on. and uh, And uh, they obfuscate uh, what their real purposes are. They talk about, uh, oh my golly, <laughs> we got this ecological disaster going on, and really, it's for some some company, corporation, country. I don't know who it is that wants to do mining. I think. It's kind of like the uh, uh, the point of the mountain at south end of Salt Lake Valley. They they had a prison there that was, the infrastructure, the whole everything was there. Very 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 expensive plan, was come up with to move the prison and reclaim the land, and there's now people making a bazillion dollars, at the land uh, site, and uh, they're going to build a 2030 United Nations agenda. Uh, smart city, if you will. I don't know if it'll be a whole city, but it'll be a smart uh, community with all of the, you know, the 15-minute little walking things and everything that fit exactly what the uh, United Nations 2030 wants. And, and people that are doing the development are becoming exceptionally, exceptionally wealthy. and And so the Utah legislature facilitated that by deciding at uh, the right pressure points to relocate the Utah prison. Stuff like this happens all the time. And it's
1: so disgusting that now they I got a only... question. I'm kind of stupid. Want. I need you, I need your help on a few questions that I got related yeah, to not, this doctor. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not very smart. Sure. I'm just kind of like a redneck and I can't figure it out. They were wanting to drain Lake Powell, right? I've heard that rumor for a lot of so reasons. So they want to get rid it's of that possible. lake. Of course, it was a man-made one, but they want to preserve this lake. What's this one, a natural one? Well, it's a lot smaller than it naturally was back in the day, but how come we want to drain certain lakes and fill other lakes? And we think we know what's best, right? But do we?
0: Proclaiming Liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The hammer continues to drop following the death of Tyree Nichols. Memphis police has disbanded its Scorpion unit that the five former officers charged with murder and the death of Nichols were part of. The department says it was clear it would be in the best interest of all to permanently deactivate the unit. With growing calls for police reform, three Tennessee lawmakers are preparing to introduce legislation meant to address implicit bias training, mental health evaluations, and enforce more selective hiring processes. It would also limit officers from transferring to new jurisdictions after facing termination for wrongdoing. I'm Jeremy Scott. A lawmaker with the House Armed Services Committee is warning the U.S. military is not ready for a war with China. Some predictions say as early as 2025. Democrat Representative Adam Smith from Washington on Fox News Sunday.
0: This is a huge problem. Uh, We don't have the industrial base, and we don't have the ability to ramp up that industrial base. The reason that they don't have the ability to make as many weapons as we now need is because they don't want to make that major investment without what they refer to as a demand signal. We need to increase that ability to surge when we need it.
5: The 2023 election cycle is already upon us. In Mississippi, the filing deadline to appear on the ballot in the August 8 statewide primaries is Wednesday. The Magnolia State is one of four states, along with Louisiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, holding regularly scheduled state legislative elections this year. All 52 seats in the Mississippi State Senate and all 122 seats in the Mississippi State House are up for election this year. The 150-year-old Baltimore and Potomac Tunnel, which connects Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., is suffering from age. The tunnel is slated to be replaced with help from the $1 trillion infrastructure legislation. The president plans to visit on Monday and talk about the massive investment with your tax dollars. This is USA News.
1: I don't know how to define a natural state, ladies and gentlemen, but as far as I understand, I'm going back to this thing called the Bible. I'm just a little redneck, you know? In the Bible, as far as I understand, um, there wasn't a separation of the water and the dry land before, so if you only go to the natural state, it's all underwater. (laughs) Let's just talk to you natural state people, okay? Now, you want to basically make lakes, then you want to get rid of the lakes you make, then you want to basically preserve natural lakes that seem to be by I don't know, God ordinance or by reality uh, disappearing. And you say you got to preserve them. And somehow we can't let anything go bygone, although the dinosaurs did. And I don't know if we were around to stop it or not there, you see. And it's just very, very strange. I don't understand all that, how we just think we know best. But 99% of the time, the things we do cause the trouble in the first place, doctor.
2: You know, uh, just... I just looked during the little break here. We had uh, our governor issues a proclamation. This is less than three months ago, closing the Great Salt Lake Basin to new water right appropriations. So what that means, I guess, is that's going to affect uh, whether you can, you know, use your irrigation water. I've got irrigation water off my little plot of ground. Uh, it, it talks about now. They say, well. You maybe already own that, but we're going to have to start metering it. We're going to tell you when you can use it, and so on and so forth. I can't tell you how many garden times in the summer I've been shut down by proclamation. You know, they say, well, yeah, but we got to take care of the water. Well, the fact is I'm trying to feed my family, you know. But but the thing that we always talk about, Sam, and we've really emphasized this for the last three years, because the um, intervention, uh, you know, this All these mandates, all of these things about uh, gene therapy injections that have turned out to be clot shots and death shots and everything else like that, all of the side, the destructive side effects of it, Uh, we talked, I mean, this, uh, I I distinctly remember conversations we had on the air starting three years ago that really heavily emphasized the system we're in. God created a system. I mean, the universe is a system. Oh, wait
1: a minute. You're already jumping to my next question. Okay, well, the fact of the matter is <laughs> good work. our bodies are a system. But go Amen. ahead, I'll be a good straight man. No, so here's the deal. Here's my question. I know they want to put $130-plus plus million to this and money to that and money to study everything under the sun, but I got this idea, this redneck, crazy, biblical-based, founding father-esque idea, and it points to exactly what you brought up, doctor, because you're spot on. Here it is. What if we tried turning to God and repenting about this water problem? What if? I mean,
2: you know, that's is so amazing to me. We think there's no connection to the approbations of heaven to what we're doing to everything on this planet. I mean, you look at the insanity again—three years of what the how destructive it has been for the God-given rights of mankind are our magnificent, God-established constitution, the issues of individual agency to choose their path, the taking away of agency, the destroying of lives and, and property. I mean, the what we've done to everything. Businesses have been shut down. Educations have been messed up. Fertility rates are going down the tubes. Uh, the idea that, I mean, neuromuscular and and the autoimmune and, and heart problems and stroke, I mean, oh man, we can go on and on and on about this thing, but this has all been done by the intervention of man, and <clears throat> we we trust in the arm of flesh so much that we forget our our creator and and we we know better, we're smarter um you know i i, I at one point many years ago, I considered writing my doctoral dissertation. On something I think was totally, completely documentable and unequivocally could be proven, and 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 the basic idea was that uh, the communist philosophy, economic philosophy, did not work. It was a failure formula, and and I think all of the five-year plans of Stalin and his uh, subsequent cohorts in this thing proved that intervention of man in all these things has been a total disaster. Now I was dissuaded from it by. Uh, what the guys that would have been my my uh, committee, uh, because they said, oh, no, no, you can't write something that broad. You might want to write something about the five-year plan on, on beet growing in, in the Soviet Union or some stupid, inane thing like that. But the point of the matter is, there's evidence out there that everything man touch touches usually withers, particularly if the hand of government is involved. And if we just got ourselves aligned with the God of heaven, and and the formula's
1: pretty well outlined.
2: That, that is the, the way to stay safe
1: and prosper, sir.
2: Well, it is. I mean, and and the thing is, I think that uh, he's a, a just God, but he's also merciful. I mean, you remember when, you know, the big fish story about the you know Jonah being swallowed and, and spit up and having to go to Nineveh, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. They were very, very, very wicked. They did bad things to people that came and told him, that they were had to come up ands coming but the people repented the people repented and and god you know says yeah okay all right we we'll, yeah we'll keep dealing with them and and i keep thinking you know we never almost never you bring it up sometimes but most people almost never give consideration i mean every single stinking thing that's going on right now we have fracture lines along everything and we talk about how you know this, this stuff, this uh, police br- brutality and everything like that, they, you talk about race things, you talk about religious things, you talk about socioeconomic things, you talk about whose team is best, for crying out loud. And and we always come back to the fact that it is Marxist in its origins. It's a conflict-based kind of scenario. And, and this idea of, you know, you talk about the two commandments, loving God and your fellow man, and then all, you know, the other ten. What's wrong with that? Why don't we try some of that? Let's get out of each other's faces and each other's business and, and let's pe- let people choose a path to become prosperous. That's what that's what the whole Constitution thinks about, you know, the, the welfare clause, you know, the general welfare thing that had to do with good government. Look it up in the Noah Webster dictionary. It's predictable. It's it's stable. It's where you can know that you're not going to be invaded from a foreign power, you're not going to have domestic violence, you're not going to have economic upheaval. You could start a family, you could start a business, you could go about things because there was just good government there and and we are destroying it, I mean at every single turn and and um they've got to dink around with everything. holy cow. All the millions of dollars that are going to pass things, whether it's from the feds or from the state. And they take that out of taxpayer pockets. They take it out of a family has a budget. They need to buy food and clothing and and shelter. They need to have transportation. They need to be able to have the, you know, the fundamentals of life. And the government has decided they're going to reallocate our resources. And it's like, are you kidding me? The Government doesn't earn anything. They don't create anything. They take everything, and it redistributes everything. And it's, there's a very limited basis of where they should be. That limited basis was well-defined constitutionally. We do these things, and that's it. We don't do these things. I mean, and you don't have to, you know, affirmatively state that you don't do these things because you can only do the things that were stated. Read the Tenth Amendment. I, this this thing that we've got going now where we, we we think that some bureaucrat somewhere is going to be able to spend our money better than we can. And and people just, oh. But it's because people say, well, yeah, but I got what I wanted over here. And, and somebody else says, I got what I want. So I'm going to let this happen. We've got to stop doing that. It's wrong. Just plain wrong. I don't know, Sam. Am I You're right about that.
1: No, you're spot on, and that's exactly what I wanted to get to. (laughs) You you just uh, were so, uh, look, bright minds think alike is the only thing I can say. Why is Dr. Bradley, (laughs) before I even ask my question, coming to the solution? Because he cares, because he studies, and because he knows. So my next question is, if redneck Sam Bushman can ask that question, and Dr. Bradley can beat him to the punch, why can't these clowns get it? You know,
2: again, I always come back to the we the people thing, and I'm sorry to have to have everybody point the fingers at themselves uh, because we have become so completely distracted by the bread and circuses. We have allowed our education, so-called education system, the public education system. I've got a chapter in my book about education and, and uh, liberty uh, where we talk about the old way of educating didn't teach you what to think, but how to think, you know, and, and the wisdom that was found in, in so many sources. And we could spend hours literally on that because it's we've d- diverged from that. And, and we use the humanist manifestos, uh, which really are religious documents. They are a faith-based belief system that has no divine deity and, and we use that as our, our lesson plan for public education, you know, critical race theory, these gender bender kind of things, all these kind of things that divert us from things of real value, and God's left out of the formula. We just go up with the wisdom of man, computer, comp- some kind of computer
1: model. Sounds hey, like let's go ahead and skip the break, break, shall we? Yeah, we're just going to skip that, Dr. Bradley, because I'm telling you right now, while everybody's worried about Super Bowl 57... 57. Be played at State long? Farm Stadium, baby.
2: In well, Glendale, home stuff. of the Arizona
1: Cardinals. There you go. Okay, It'll be well, on the 12th. Cool. It'll be on the 12th of February. 6.30 p.m. ET. That dude kicks off. And here's another question then. So maybe we should decide that we're going to play the Super Bowl on Monday. Not on Sunday. Uh, because we really need water.
2: <laughs> you know, Sam. Oh, Sam's, see how crazy oh, redneck...
1: With them just backwards, psychotic, biblical based, God ordained solutions that I'm coming up with. See, but I'm doing this single handedly, doctor. Now I know you're on the same page, but where are these clowns? What well, if I'm wrong know, and it doesn't work? So we miss Sunday and we play on Monday? Or we move <laughs> it to Saturday or something? What if I'm right, though, doctor?
2: Well, I think you are right. Oh, and, and well, well, what the, if God's uh, right? And I happen to agree. I shouldn't take any credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I understood. But the fact of the matter is, go to the end of the book of Second Chronicles in the Old Testament. I mean go read a part of that. I mean Second Chronicles is cliff notes about what was happening in the world, okay? Um uh, this is an abbreviated review of things and, and you get to the end of the Second Chronicles and you go, Wait, wait, now why was why was Judah captured by the Babylonians for seventy years? And the whole bottom line of it was that the land needed to catch up on its sabbaths Uh, see this thing about sabbaths was important to god you know he created and he you know the seventh day rested and this stuff about the commandments he gave uh, mankind the sabbath was created for man not man for the sabbath but the fact of the matter is it's a balancing thing that happens and if you read in Oh, I don't know. Leviticus 25, you, you, the stuff on the Liberty Bell—that came from Leviticus 25—and these Sabbaths of Sabbaths, you know, these Jubilee years, these ideas—and—and and, uh, there's a a great—I uh, write about this a little bit in my book. There's not much in there, but you can go read the dissertation. Uh, Doctor Timothy DeWight talked about uh, what did it take to preserve the nation, you know, to keep the land of liberty what it was designed to be. And, and he got a lot of great ideas in small print because he gave great, you know, reviews and very extensively thought out. And it comes down to it, uh, we can do that by honoring the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, and this is something that is totally out of the psyche of America right now. I mean, I know people that are that profess uh, depth and breadth of religion, that live breathe and seek the super bowl uh whatever uh i i'm interesting. it's interesting to me that you brought it up as the 12th of february i had no idea but but that doesn't mean i'm any better than anybody what it means you is you don't I even like know who's playing though do you doctor well, well you don't yeah even know well, the i think said it on stuff. i can think back on this i they had it on the news at the top of the hour i think but uh, I, holy cow who the heck cares? I mean, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And a lot of advertisers spend bazillions of dollars getting a 30-second spot on there, and everybody tries to outdo everybody else. And, and all of the social, I don't know, the, I don't know, it's if virtue signaling. I don't know what everybody does in these things. But you, it'll be a very, very interesting distraction from what really matters in life. Well, and of you course. Say, oh, course you're no fun, you're no fun. And I say, well, maybe, but I think a lot of things that I really enjoy don't have to have a lot of hoopla with them, you know.
1: <laughs> so, well, so here's some things you need to know about the Super Bowl doctor cuz we need to talk about important stuff. Okay, it's between whatever. the Buffalo Bills No. And the Kansas is, City Chiefs, right? It? it is? No, really?
2: Okay. Who 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 won? I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. There was was that a recent ball game? I, you're, you're not going to get a good answer out of me.
1: I'm just really not plugged <laughs> in. Forget it. Come on now. Who is it? We don't know? No, I don't you know. you got to know the important things, man.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant of many things in life, and this happens to be one of them.
1: <laughs> All right. There you have it. Do you know uh, Cameron? Let's ask the producers. Does anybody
2: know? Well, you know, hey, uh, let me just say something here real quickly. While
1: everybody's buff, you know, kind of uh, being buffaloed by this. All right, I'll be—I'll be, feeding... come clean. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Okay. It's not and, the Buffalo Bills. Okay? And who else? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, that's true. I—I I was teasing you before. My two—my my, that two, is my, true. my two favorite teams, right? But
2: but here's here's the deal. We just seem to be. You know, every single thing, I'll I just give you an example. The other day somebody sent me a Tucker Carlson thing, you know, that I needed to look at. And he was wailing about the power that Pfizer, and that there was this, this uh, Veritas recording that happened, you know, with this guy that was touting the fact that well, Pfizer's probably going to do some I um, mean, you know, this guy was saying it's going to be gain of function stuff, you know, so we can get ahead of the curve and we can build some more bazillion dollar products to sell. All right. It's the anyway, Rams
1: against Buffalo. Is it? Okay. No. What? What? No, it no isn't. it's not. It's <laughs> not. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you right now. Now, let, let me give you some things that matter here. Rihanna. Rihanna is the headliner at halftime. It's called the Apple Music Halftime Show. All right. Now, how much do you think tickets for this thing sold for? The worst tickets in the house, buddy. I have no idea. $4,000 to $35,000 is the ticket range. Holy Hannah.
2: We've got more dollars than cents in this country. Oh, of course we do. We're printing
1: dollars you can't print. Common sense, doctor. You can't print turning back to God. That's something you got to remember. That's why the scriptures always tell us to remember God. And that's kind of why I highlight this. And I don't mean to mock uh, about the sports. What I'm trying to get at is, folks, until we put first things first, we're in trouble. And it ain't going to get any better. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm trying to be real. And I'm trying to give you solutions, okay? Until we decide that Super Bowl doesn't matter. Okay. $4,000 $4,000 to $35,000 a ticket? It's a pretty big stadium, isn't it? Okay, only the rich can go. It's a huge stadium. Yes, sir. It's massive. So and they say about 160,000 people? or 100, Yeah. 000?
2: How big? How many? How I'd are... have
1: to look. I don't know how big State Farm... Uh, uh, that, That's a commercial name anyway. I'm, I'm going to look it, it up. That, State get... Farm Stadium. Yeah, they're all commercial names. That's why it's the Apple Halftime Show. And everything is a fleece for cash. Right? All the way through this thing. Look, 30-second commercials for this baby. You know how much they went for? $7 million a commercial. Wow. Pretty
2: serious change. You can buy anything in this world for money, Sam. It's sadly
1: factual, and that's kind of my point, though. Let's see. 63,400 fans, they say, with outstanding, unobstructed views. Now you can go up to 73,000 for certain events, buddy, but you don't get the best seat, you get the nosebleeds if you do that there, but they got premium seating, exclusive environments, this is serious. Now, I bring this up, folks, I'm not saying the Super Bowl shouldn't matter. If people like sports, that's fine, okay? I'm not really against, you know, people's, uh, I don't know what you wanna call it, hobbies or pastimes or whatever, I get it. But look, if we're gonna go ahead and spend a hundred plus million on one or a series of studies to decide how we're going to deal with this lake that's going dry. And we're going to go ahead and play football on Sunday regardless and just ignore God's commandments to keep the Sabbath day holy. It isn't meant to be a money game show. You'd have to throw the money changers out of the uh, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Okay, look, you've got to focus on things important. enough. you say it's a great pastime, but when we violate the Sabbath, when we uh, spend our time and our efforts on this, we don't turn to God. Nobody's bringing up turning to God uh, about this problem with the water in the Rocky Mountain, in, in Rocky Mountains or whatever, or this drying up lake or this, except for you and I, doctor, nobody that I know of, at least publicly, is bringing this up. But look, what if we were to keep the Sabbath day holy and we said, God, we're so sorry. And what if we were to quit sinning? We were to quit, you know, celebrating These events on the Sabbath, we went back and started to honor our fathers and our mothers. Maybe that would help with the beating this poor guy took in uh, Tennessee. He was yelling for his mommy, but, you know, did he respect his mommy's teachings? I don't know. But, uh, you know, what if we were to turn to some of these kind of things? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Love the Lord thy God with all thy might. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I just have a feeling that the great weatherman, Now, these, you know, mere mortals can try to weaponize weather and play games with weather warfare and all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, God's in charge of the weather, folks. And if you want him to be kind to you regarding the weather, you know, like get rid of droughts and bring rain when you need it or stop too much rain so there's not flooding or whatever. Or the farmers understood this back in the day. What did they do when the weather wasn't cooperating? As far as I understood, they hit their knees. And they prayed with all their souls. Then they got up and went to work, doctor. And this is the solution that I'm proposing to the problem they're facing. They want to throw millions and billions of dollars at it. I just want to tell everybody to do what the farmers did. Just do what the farmers did. That'll work. It works every time if you repent and turn to God Almighty. He eventually will hear your cries. That's his promise to us, doctor. Well, sometimes when we've
2: been slow to hear, it just seems like sometimes uh, he's slow to hear now i know he hears all prayers i mean i'm absolutely convinced of that every prayer offered but um but the response of that prayer may be a little bit delayed because we delay our turning to him you know you say well it's an innocent pastime well i'll give you an example of something a a woman i know uh, quite well i I must say that i haven't seen her for some years now but but she was very, very much involved in the pro-life movement in the state of Utah, and she went door-to-door trying to collect money to, to help do uh, some lawsuits that were to be filed. The state of Utah never really stood with pro-life very well at all, but she was trying to uh, foster that, and she lived in Provo, Utah, which is where Brigham Young University is, and she had been going door-to-door. Getting five bucks from anybody was almost impossible. And she happened to go to a BYU football game. They got a big stadium there. They worship the football stadium down there. Yeah, that holds close to as many people, doesn't it? I have no idea. I've never been in it. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I mean, You've I got never my been master's in, degree. in BYU Stadium. Nope, never have. I got wow. my master's degree at BYU. It shows you how much apathy I have in this whole thing. Um, it's not empathy; it's apathy. But the fact of the matter is. Um, she happened to go to a a football game down there, and and at halftime, she went down to use the restroom. Okay, this is probably more detail than you need, but she got down there on the level where they have the concessions, and people were lined up 10, 15 deep to buy a a mug or a T-shirt or a, a sweatshirt or a pennant or some kind of drivel. That they were peddling as fast as they could throw it across the counter, and they were exchanging hundred-dollar bills. Here's a hundred bucks for these two things, or whatever it was. Everything's overpriced.
1: And yeah, hold sixty-five thousand
2: at Cougar Stadium, buddy. Well, so you know. well, that's the thing. That's the thing. They worship at the stadium. I'm sorry to say, but the I mean, this uh, hyperventilating that happens, and and it sounds like I'm maybe being way too judgmental, but. But th- this this is the woman's story. She told me after it happened that she literally got sick to her stomach, and she ended up having to leave the game because she saw people parting with the things that they wouldn't part with to save a, a baby that might have been killed, and they were so anxiously engaged in buying a, a sweatshirt or something that said, Home of the Cougs or something. I don't know what it is. but um, But she was completely just... I mean, there were tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars being exchanged at halftime, so you could take a bit of trivia home with you to tape to your—I don't know—your wall in your bedroom, or maybe to wear at your next uh, shopping spree or whatever. And and it's—I—I it's, I just sound like a curmudgeon, maybe, but but the fact is, she felt—I mean, she had been going door to door for weeks to try and promote. Saving babies' lives, and um, there was no interest. There was no interest. And in the same community that she had been doing that in, this feeding frenzy for, uh, you know, trash and trinkets that were being sold, way way overpriced. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. We put our You're right, where our and mouth I'm, I'm being
1: polite just to say, hey, if you want to go to a game here and there and put it in a proper perspective and have a little bit of entertainment in life, I agree that, you know what, taking a little break, having a little, a little entertainment, a little fun, there's no harm in that. But what we have done is set it not the commandments of God and made our pursuits idols. And that, my fellow Americans, is the problem that Dr. Bradley's pointing out. It's one thing to have something in perspective and say, hey, I'm going to take my kids and we're going to go do race cars for fun. We haven't done something in a long time. We're going to go do something or go bowling or watch a football game or, you know, the entertainment's fine. But when does it become your golden calf? And that's really the point we're trying to highlight. Well, I say when when we can't save babies and we can't preserve water, but we can promote football on Sunday at 4000 to $35,000 a ticket, you know we're upside down. The answer, I'm going to ask it in a question. What if we tried turning to God and repenting? I submit to you that is the answer. I know you don't want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen, but I stand as John in the wilderness, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to tell the tale the best I know how because my accounting before God Almighty at some point depends on it. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live for Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bush when We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net is my website. LibertyRoundtable.com ToPreserveTheNation.com is one of Scott's. Also, freedomsrisingsun.com God Save the Republic.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable radio Talk Radio talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman live on your radio, hard hitting news that it refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 30th. In the year of our Lord, 2023. The goal to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, and we reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration. We talked last hour, ladies and gentlemen, big time about the Super Bowl. Tickets went from four grand to thirty-five grand a ticket. We celebrate it on the Sabbath and violate the Sabbath day big time, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming up $7 million per 30-second commercial for the thing. It is a money fest like no other. But one of our dear listeners uh, emailed me and said, Sam, you know what? Uh, Super Bowl human trafficking. Yeah, we need to be aware of what's going on. Where can uh, trafficking happen at the Super Bowl? Everywhere. 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 And so, if you're not very careful, the Super Bowl becomes a huge trafficking of children. Um, it is serious. I don't even know how to discuss this. It's so heinous. But one of our listeners brought it up, and it's true that human trafficking is the fastest growing and second largest criminal industry in the world. It's a 38 to 50 billion dollar industry in the usa alone all right it is serious uh anyway with that lowell nelson campaign for liberty.org welcome to the broadcast sorry to bring this up right at the start of the show but i do want to get your take on this um this is serious
3: i agree sam it's very serious and one of the things that tim ballard talks about you know the founder and operator of operation underground railroad is that you know this wouldn't be a problem if there weren't so many uh, you know, people here in the United States that, that buy into this. I mean, they pay yeah, for, you know, they, they, they pay for these, these youth, um, they pay big money for them. And, 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 and in other words, because of the demand, which is centered right here in the, in the United States, that's why there's, there's so much trafficking going on from these other countries because they. They, you know, they kidnap or they groom these youth or, or they uh, take them out of um, you know, foster care or maybe orphanages or whatever, um, and they, they traffic them. And the reason there's so much of it going on in the world today is because there's such a demand. It's a huge indictment against um, uh, we, us Americans here in the U.S. because we're, we, we're creating the demand you know, not individually, but collectively speaking, we are, are one of the biggest problems. We're the one we're the ones that create this problem. We're the ones that are creating the demand for for trafficking. And so, I mean, it's, it's really sad. It's a, it's a sad commentary on our society today that, you know, m- mostly men, I guess, will pay for... Um, you know, the, this human trafficking for their own pleasure, um, it, and it, I just can't say enough how utterly horrifying this is. But it's because of, it's because of us, folks, that this happens. We we need to turn to God, and if if we would turn to God and solve this problem, we wouldn't have those appetites, those demands, and and there would be less trafficking in the world, and and the youth of the world would be much happier and they would feel like they live in a better place Sam.
1: the super bowl draws human traffickers ladies and gentlemen it remains a target for human trafficking okay it's really the largest sex trafficking magnet in the country now maybe we ought to jettison the super bowl on the sabbath for starters right um we got to think about this folks it, this is a serious problem. I don't want to dwell on it forever. We've got other topics to discuss. Uh, but this is very, very serious, and we need to be aware of this. We cannot ignore this. It's not all fun and games. It's a sad reality that we're dealing with here. But I say to you, the Super Bowl is a magnet for human trafficking. Uh, and if you don't believe me, go look at that on the Internet. You can go look it up and see. But I thank the listener for bringing this up because, man, what if we were to jettison the Super Bowl altogether? and say it's a magnet for sex trafficking we just can't take the chance we care too much about the children furthermore we cannot violate the sabbath day to keep it holy we can't violate that sorry guys we're not going to have super bowl 57 anymore the sad part in america is you know what people would riot people would absolutely riot and go crazy and destroy cities Lol.
3: well there's a lot of i know there's a lot of football fans uh, across america and most of them, I'm sure, are are you know pure fans. They 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 love the sport. I mean, I I for one, I, I like collegiate football far more than I like professional football because you know I don't know. It's just it's just more attractive to me. Plus, they don't play on Sundays, so I I watch as much you know collegiate football as I can, which is not <laughs> very much really because I'm always doing other things. Some of I. Uh, Things in politics, things that are going to matter. But occasionally, when I when I when I have time to watch football, it's going to be collegiate football. Um, but you know, I recognize that there's a lot of people that would much prefer professional football, and, and they would be very upset. I think most of them are pure, sincere, good people. But there's a certain I don't know. The, the Super Bowl tickets are so expensive that there's no way I that I, that I can you know buy a ticket and go. Um, and so what you get is these upper tier, you know, the upper crust of society. They, they're the ones who go to the Super Bowl. And, and apparently they are the ones who are purchasing, you know, human traffic uh, for, for their own pleasure because they uh-huh. have a lot of money. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a bad deal. So, you know, canceling the Super Bowl, that would, that would disappoint a lot of fans. But but when you compare
1: that to sex trafficking and the chance of children, you know, by the who knows how many being harmed and and it isn't thing, it's a a magnet for human trafficking. And, Uh. you know, then you look at that. Now, I'm going to back into a discussion that's so closely related. It's not even funny. Utah SB 116 just got passed. It's a transgender medical treatment and procedures amendments discussion. Utah Governor Spencer Cox just signed this bill into law banning gender-affirming treatment and surgery for minors who want um, transgender sex changes or whatever else. These, I believe, are uh, incredibly close kin. Um, Do you abuse them illegally via sex, or do you just destroy their organs never to be brought back to normal again? I, I don't really see a whole lot of difference here. You're taking innocent people who can't make decisions for themselves, and you are abusing them. Lowell, let's start there, because I think they're absolutely directly related. One just has the semblance of caring for the children.
3: Well, they're related by another commonality, and that is money. It's money that's driving this industry. The uh, the sex change industry, You know, the medical community that, that wants a piece of this action, they're the ones driving this because, you know, these surgeries are not inexpensive. They're very expensive. Um, because they're they're complicated. I mean you you, 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 you know it's very, very difficult to, to do a surgery on, you know, a, a female to make her male or to do surgery on a male to make him a female. I mean changing body parts like that super expensive and so it's a money maker for the people in the medical community who want to do that Um, and 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 because they want to expand their industry you know that's what they're turning to so you got money um, is is a big problem at the Super Bowl and then you got money is a big problem in this sex change industry but uh, I am happy to report Sam one Darn good piece of good news, (laughs) and that is that this bill was signed into law on Saturday just two days ago when the governor signed it. Because it was passed by two-thirds of both houses in the Utah legislature, it became effective as soon as the governor signed it, which he did Saturday. Now, this is going to stop transgender procedures on many, many of Utah's children. And I I think back to 2015, there were only six youth. In that year, that began uh, gender change um, treatments, and then the next year in 2016, that number like tripled or, or quadrupled or something, and then it quadrupled again the following year. And so that there are well over I don't know there are hundreds and hundreds now of of youth going through these procedures. Now this bill. It prohibits surgical procedures on a minor for the purpose of sex change. It, it absolutely flat out prohibits that. So no more surgeries trying to change body parts of boys into girls and girls into boys. That's a great change. It also places a moratorium on the hormonal transgender treatment for children under age 18 who were not diagnosed with gender dysphoria before the effective day of this law, which was two days ago, January 28th of 2023. So that moratorium is, is 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 set in place now. So, you know, anybody who began their hormonal treatment before last Saturday, they may continue them. <clears throat> but at least this stops new entrance into this area. So that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, into and that, so, let's go ahead and
1: skip the break. Keep going, Lowell.
3: Um, the third thing this bill does it allows an individual to bring a, mal- a medical malpractice action uh, for treatment provided to the individual as a minor if the individual later disconfirms consent. So this is going to be this going to have a very chilling effect on the medical community who, um, you know, does these um, you know these changes, these uh, transgender changes, because. Right now, they're protected from medical malpractice suits. This bill opens that back up. So if you are a 16-year-old girl and you go through a sex change surgery to become a boy and then later regret it, like at least 90% of people who, who go through that do, they come to regret it, then you can file a medical malpractice action against the doctor for that treatment. It's incredible. Uh, chilling effect on the industry, I I love it. And then finally, this uh, bill does require the Department of Health and Human Services to conduct a systematic review of the medical evidence regarding hormonal transgender treatment and provide recommendations to the legislature. Now, what they're going to find, Sam, in my opinion, is exactly what other countries have found. Other countries have gone down this path already, and then now they are backtracking. Because what they find is that there is no medical evidence that confirms that changing your gender, you know, reduces the number of suicides and the the the, the problems that the medical problems that occur in an individual. <clears throat> and so they, a lot of countries now have backed out. They don't allow transgender surgeries um, and and uh, hormonal treatments anymore. So. The author of the bill, which is my senator and your senator, Mike Kennedy, he believes that after the Department of Human Services, Health and Human Services, after they do this systematic review, they will come back with you know, strong evidence to the legislature that this practice ought to be banned permanently, that the, the, the moratorium, which is just a temporary moratorium, will, will actually become permanent here in the state of Utah. Um, so that's really, really good news. I'm happy to share it this morning, Sam. Now, <clears throat> this really is a win. It's a protection for young people in Utah, and it's a loss for the sex change industry that has exploded in the past several years. So one thing that probably will happen, Sam, before we you know count our chickens before they hatch, is that there will probably be lawsuits filed against this law, maybe as early as today, Um, And so we need to pray for a good judge in hopes um, that he will not grant an injunction on this law. I mean, I would love for, I mean, that's what happened with the abortion thing, right? The trigger, the abortion law that was triggered uh, the following Monday, some judge granted an injunction. And and, and so there have been like 1,745 babies murdered since that trigger law went into effect simply because some judge granted an injunction. Well, if that happens again today or this week, then there's going to be a lot more youth that will start this hormonal treatment and or get surgeries much to their, you know, chagrin later when they come to regret that decision. So anyway, but the legislature and the governor have done the right thing and they are to be commended. And I might rem- remind our listeners What God said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. You know, God knew us personally before we came to this earth. He didn't put a male spirit in a female body, He did not put a female spirit in a male body because God doesn't make mistakes. And so, Sam, I just want to wrap up with that thought that, you know, we we put down, the legislature and the governor have now put down an industry which wants to spit in the eyes of God and try to change genders of the, you know, of the bodies that, that he lovingly gave to us. And I'm just happy to, to report that uh, you know, the legislature and the governor did the right thing in stopping this foolishness, Sam.
1: All right, I got a video for this next one. Set it up, and we'll play the video.
3: Okay. Oh, you want me to set it up? Sorry. Yes, There's sir. A new Perfect. Vi- okay, a new video from Project Veritas. They, they taped a Pfizer administrator who admits to the fact that Pfizer you know, wants to mutate COVID into various mutations. And then, preemptively develop the vaccines or the mRNA shots that are supposed to challenge those those mutations. And 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 so he was caught on hidden camera um, admitting that to the fact that, that, that Pfizer was was uh, was doing this, and they did it in order to sell shots to challenge the mutations. And so you know he he said, now you can't tell anybody about this all of the time he was being taped. So it was very it's a very interesting and he got violent after he found out that he was being taped. He tried to destroy the uh, the tape, the, the laptops, the video cameras, everything. I mean he went wild. it's pretty wacky. But, yeah, and he ought, to be I,
1: su- he ought to be basically sued for doing that. You can't uh, attack people and you can't destroy equipment and everything else. That's against the law, just so you know. But anyway, here is the audio from this video. We'll play part of it. There's a commentator that starts out and then the the uh, clip. Here it is.
7: 13,000 quote retweets and 132,000 likes on Twitter. And there's a reason for this because this is a sting that's gone viral. It's got exposed and it was done on the Pfizer employee, a Pfizer official who is the Director of Research and Development, Jordan Tristan Walker. And it's gone viral because he is making some very startling claims in this thing. Big news coming through on Jordan Tristan Walker, the Director of Research and Development. He revealed the discussion of plans internally within Pfizer to engineer the mutation of the virus in order to keep making and selling the vaccines to the public. Now, these are some of the key takeaways from this sting that was conducted by Project Veritas. And Project Veritas director O'Keefe has actually confirmed the identity of Jordan Tristan Weicker, uh, Walker. We will show you the entire footage in just a bit. It's shocking, dramatic footage that's happened, ladies and gentlemen. He actually resolves to fisticuffs and punching the, the journalist there who's unnamed in this sting operation. What all has he said? He said Pfizer is discussing deliberate mutation of the COVID virus. Assessing selected structure mutations to keep the virus potent. Pfizer discussing directed mutations via animal testing. Directed mutation is good for the industry, bad for America. Deliberate mutation, a great move to ease oversight of regulators. Directed mutations will allow us to keep making vaccines. And engineered COVID mutations will be a cash cow for us. So these are the things that he has gone ahead and revealed... And in a specific question, you'll see it in the video. So Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID. He says, well, that is not what we say to the public. No, don't tell anyone this, by the way. You have to promise you won't tell anyone. We are exploring, like, you know, how the virus keeps mutating. Well, one of the things we are exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we could focus on create, preemptively develop new vaccines, right? He's heard telling Have a look at this clip that's gone viral.
8: Ultimately, is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No, don't tell anyone this COVID. You. you have a no. problem you. You <laughs> like, hey, yeah. We're exploring, like, not, you know, how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can for, uh, to create, effectively, develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Have to be, like, very controlled to make sure that. This virus that you mutate it. It doesn't create something like you know, it goes everywhere. Something Which, crazy I suspect, is the way that the virus started, it moved on, To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know for all government officials, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators have so they approve our drugs, you know, that once they stop being a they want to go work for the company, they're not going to be as hard for the company. You
3: know, here in New
8: ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone that's tell me. You have to your own time. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating?
3: Yeah. Well, One
8: of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can focus on, we can create develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. We have be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like, you know, it goes everywhere.
3: Something Which crazy.
8: Is the way that the virus started it moved on. To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. And, like, yeah, I know. For all government officials, it's pretty good for the industry to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Never... Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators have so to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated they want to go work for the company, then are not going to be as hot as All right, the there company. you have it. You know, uh,
1: ladies and gentlemen, Lola's, just go straight to you on this this is insane
3: i'll say sam now the interesting thing is this uh news i mean this youtube clip that you played came from cnn um which i thought was pretty amazing that they would publish uh this clip but it it did get you know you know millions of views and uh so it's and maybe it was something they simply couldn't ignore but the the two key things that um this uh, uh, Pfizer uh, director of research and development said was, was number one basically Pfizer was thinking about mutating the COVID virus themselves so that they could preemptively develop new vaccines for it, basically into a cash cow for Pfizer. Now, and the other startling admission that he made was the fact that government officials who review products and procedures of pharmaceutical companies they, they do not identify, you know, any substantive concerns with them. Why? Because of the revolving doors. He talked about revolving doors on this clip. Uh, and, and that's how, you know, in, uh, by revolving door, what we mean is that uh, an official Pfizer then goes to work for the government. And yeah, so my buddies
1: it. are all involved. There's nothing to be worried about. It. My buddies checked <laughs> it out. We're good, Lol. <laughs>
3: that's Right. And then the official from the government hopes to work for Pfizer or for some company again. And so, basically, the government watchdog that's supposed to be keeping an eye on the on the uh, the pharmaceutical company, he, he, he will never, you know, find something substantive, uh, you know, a big concern like that because he hopes to be employed by the pharmaceutical company in the future. And um, he, and and not only does this happen with big pharma, it also happens with in the military-industrial complex. So you got a military armament manufacturer, for example, and, uh, you know, the government watchdog over that part of the industry, he wants to be hired by, you know, the corporation at some point. He's not going to, to say anything bad about the, the manufacturer. He's not going to identify problems, right, because he wants to work for that company at some point. That's a revolving door. It happens in the pharmaceutical industry, happens in the military Uh, industrial complex uh, but in my opinion
1: an admission about this is absolutely criminal Nuremberg style trials need to start immediately over this how come I mean I appreciate CNN playing it but how come nobody's taking a bigger interest in this everybody's more worried about the Super Bowl
0: protecting your liberties you're listening to Liberty News Radio
5: USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The Memphis, Tennessee police video released Friday evening showing motorist Tyree Nichols being beaten by five police officers has opened the debate of police reform at the federal level.
6: I still think you want to keep this at the state and local level. This is a law enforcement issue.
5: House Judiciary Chairperson Representative Jim Jordan on Meet the Press goes on to say laws will not stop pure evil that we witnessed.
8: Well, I don't know that there's any law that can stop that evil that we saw that is just, I mean, just difficult to watch. Um... What strikes me is just a lack of respect for human life.
5: As government-caused inflation is hurting all Americans, House Democrats have proposed legislation that would give more than 2 million federal workers an 8.7% pay raise in 2024. This is after they already gave themselves a 46 pay raise this year. Democrats claim the raise is necessary because they suffered through the Trump administration. The bill's sponsor is Representative Jerry Connolly, the Democrat from Virginia. President Biden gave a speech regarding the economic progress last week. Fact checkers on CNN and the House Ways and Means Committee have called out the many false and exaggerated claims by Biden. The president said his administration had funded 700,000 major construction projects. The real number is 7,000. Biden said billionaires pay virtually only 3% of their incomes now. The real number is 8.2%. And Biden falsely claimed he cut the federal deficit by $1.7 trillion. Independent analysts pointed out that Biden's policies are actually adding to the current and future deficits and not decreasing them. It's a big milestone for a U.S. veteran.
4: Joseph Eskenazi was an Army private stationed in Hawaii when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. He's also now the oldest living survivor of that attack. Eskenazi celebrating his 105th birthday today. I'm John Schaefer.
5: This is USA News. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed.
1: all right happy to have you along my fellow americans Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org on your radio so Lowell, this is just insane that we're allowing this to happen i think nuremberg trials need to start immediately sir
3: i wouldn't uh i wouldn't uh, object to that at all sam you know not everybody in government is is bad i, I we must hasten to say sam you and I both know there are some amazing and wonderful people serving in government at all levels. No question about that. But the bad apples who, who are serving in government at these levels are giving the rest of them a very bad reputation. Um, you know, and, and so the important thing right here is to, to recognize that while there's some people think that government is protecting them from dangerous products, from money-hungry corporations, the truth is, folks, the truth is that the government is protecting the money-hungry corporation because the government man wants a piece of the action. He's the one who's hungry for money, and so the consumer is not benefited from this government oversight. See, I think I think that's a key finding. For, you know, just I I want to underscore that. I want to emphasize that. I want to highlight that because everybody thinks that you know these government regulations are meant to protect the consumer. And, 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 and in many cases, Sam, that is simply not true. And here it is in spades. you got government is supposed to be protecting the consumer from big pharma. And, and, but in reality, the government is protecting big pharma. And, and it's, it's insidious. And so I think that's the big takeaway here, Sam. We've we, we, we got to get away from the idea that we run the government to solve our problems. You know, a consumer. You know, if I buy something, I'm a much more discriminating buyer than some government agent. I, you know, if I'm going to put my money out there to purchase a product or a service, I'm going to be very, you know, critical of that product or service because I'm putting out my money for it. There's nobody better or more qualified to evaluate the quality of the product or service than the consumer himself who, who buys it with his own money. There's just no way government can can hold a candle to that type of of that type of um, oversight. So let's get you know we need to get rid of the government oversight, the government you know uh, regulations that are really just a bar to entry, and uh, and get back to uh, to a free you know free marketplace. Uh, And and so kind of a I don't know uh, that's kind of my bottom line uh, from this uh, particular piece. Them. it's just a, it's a blockbuster piece, and uh, I, I couldn't ignore, we just had to talk about it, so thank
1: you. I don't really know how to respond to some of this because it's so evil, so diabolical, so in your face, and now the evidence is with us. They've abused us and lied to us and mistreated us, and when we stood up against it, they mocked us and ridiculed us and literally deplatformed us, and uh, and, now the evidence comes out, Lol. That not only are these people criminals, not only did these people foist this on us for filthy lucre or for control or whatever else, not only did Fauci get caught lying, but now the unvaccinated are more healthy than the vaccinated? (laughs) We told you that from the start, but now they're admitting everything we said is absolutely correct.
3: Right. Now, this report here did not come from the... from um, a pharmaceutical company, did not come from the government. It came from, excuse me, uh, Control Group, uh, which was formed uh, years ago. But, you know, the vaccine proponents, they will tell you that vaccines are safe and effective, Uh, but they'll never do a study like this, the group, the the control group did. Um, and this, this study is one of the first ones that um, that takes a very, very analytical, a very objective view of, of the, uh, uh, you know, the health effects or detriments that come from vaccination. So um, here's some of the highlights uh, from, from the abstract of this report, Sam. Um, quote, results from the 2019-2020 nationwide control group survey of unvaccinated Americans show that those refusing vaccines are thriving while those accepting vaccines are being injured and met with a multiplicity of grave injuries as well as sudden unexpected deaths. The null hypothesis, which is that no significant difference would be found between vaccinated versus unvaccinated persons in heart disease, diabetes, digestive disorders, eczema, asthma, allergies, developmental disabilities, birth defects, epilepsy, autism, ADHD, cancers, and arthritis, comma, is rejected with overwhelming statistical confidence and power in every single contrast. The control group comparison graphs lead to the inescapable conclusion and near mathematical certainty that vaccine exposure is the actual cause of the observed disparity in health outcomes between vaccinated and unvaccinated populations
1: now say that statement i'm sorry just rewind and repeat that phrase listen to this people
3: the control group comparison graphs lead to the inescapable conclusion and near mathematical certainty that vaccine exposure is the actual cause of the observed disparity in health outcomes between vaccinated and unvaccinated populations Vaccines are not moving the population toward better health, as suggested by the World Health Organization and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, but rather toward epidemic levels of lifelong debilitating chronic disorders, end of quote. Now, Sam, this study is not even focused on the mRNA clot shots. They are talking about vaccines which are have been very they're talking about
1: vaccines in general and that's why when you started out you said hey this thing started in 2019 people are going wait a minute covid didn't even come out then i know they're talking about vaccines on the whole
6: which is what we've said
1: for decades ladies and gentlemen look 25 plus years ago i was interviewing barbara low fisher from um 909 shot is what it was called then now it's the national institutes of national uh, vaccine information center etc but look we've been telling you this doctors have written books about this one of them was called a shot in the dark and i mean there's all kinds of books this is proven over in, in fact in this study they even quote that there's a dozens of studies that prove this
3: right that's right that's that's right in fact so this report says that the vaccine they focused on In the control group group study, include the entire CDC protocol for well baby visits, the vitamin K shot promoted at birth, supposedly to prevent uh, phenylketonuria, I guess, and the pre birth vaccines pressed upon the mother during the baby's gestation. Okay? And so, um, I'm going to read three statements here from the CGS report, Sam. The numbers are going to boggle your mind when I read them, but I will summarize them after we read these three statements. And what we're going to show here is that the additional exposure to vaccines increases disease conditions. Okay, so here are the three statements. Quote, of those unvaccinated control or persons who reported exposure to the vitamin K shot alone 11.73% 11.73% were reported to be suffering from at least one disorder disease condition, which is a 344% increase over the baseline rate of 2.64% for those with zero exposure to any vaccines, no vitamin K shot, no maternal vaccine. Okay, let me explain that one, first of all. That's the first statement, but basically they, they have a control group of people, over a 1,000 people, None of whom had any exposure to vaccines while they were in the womb. They did not get the vitamin K shot, and they had zero exposure to any vaccines after birth. Okay, over a thousand people in that control group, and they had a 2.64 base uh, rate of, of, of disorder and disease. Okay, 2.64. <clears throat> now that's pretty normal. Um, now they talk then they say the next statement is of, of those persons unvaccinated post birth with a hundred percent rate of exposure to maternal vaccine but no k shot 21 percent were reported suffering from at least one condition an increase of 700 percent over the baseline okay so let's explain that statement this is statement number two so these are these are people who did not get the vitamin k shot but <clears throat> the, while they were in the womb, the mother was vaccinated, okay? They, they call this the maternal vaccine, okay? Those people who were in the womb and, and whose mother got the maternal vaccines, but they didn't get the case shot after birth, uh, 700%, There were seven times as many of them who reported suffering from at least one condition, 700% over the baseline. And finally, the third statement of those, in this, this group, we're talking about people who, who have, uh, let's see.
1: Let's go ahead and just skip this break. Keep going, Lowell.
3: Okay. Um, now, this group, they got both the, the vitamin K shot and the maternal vaccine. Okay. And they, uh, they the report says still more alarming is a 30% risk of, of at least one condition in the group with a 100% rate of exposure to both the K shot and the maternal vaccine. Okay, so you see here the, the progression here, the three statements. They they have the baseline group, and then they have a group that gets the the K shot but no maternal vaccine. They have a group that gets the maternal vaccine but no K shot. And now this group that has both the maternal vaccine and the K shot, and and they have um, 1036% above baseline. So that's well over a Ten times the problems in that group as the baseline group. So, in other words, Sam, <laughs> um, it, it turns out that if you get the the vitamin K shot, you know that's bad. If you get the maternal, if you if you're subjected to the maternal vaccine, you know that's bad. But if you get them both, then that's that's really bad. And but if you don't get any. Maternal vaccines, if you're not exposed to maternal vaccines and you don't get the vitamin K shot, then you only have a 2.64% likelihood of suffering from a disease and disorder condition. That is amazing. I mean, this study, you, you talk about a study. I mean, it is a long study. I spent hours yesterday looking at this study. It's full of, it's full of statistics. It's full of the, the methodology they use. Uh, the, the control group, I mean, it is a very, it's an airtight study. I mean, it's very, very good. Um, and The so- problem is,
1: ladies and gentlemen, they're going to forge forward with vaccine passports, with forced vaccinations, with mandated vaccinations and masks. You know, but we're getting more and more evidence. This Tristan Jordan Walker guy admitted that they literally are mutating the viruses themselves in an effort to, hey, Create greater vaccines, it'll be a cash cow for them, he says. Um, we know that unvaccinated people are far more healthy than vaccinated people. We know that for a fact already, folks. But believe it or not, one of the biggest advocates of vaccines, Mr. Bill Gates, uh, he has literally spent billions of dollars around the world literally vaccinating everybody under the sun. And now, and now, after all the vaccinations, you go look in the VARS database. And other places now, there's studies that are showing 300,000 people have died clearly because of the COVID vaccines. Uh, if we're not very careful, the injuries and death from the vaccines will be even more than from COVID itself. Uh, the problem is you can't believe the COVID numbers because everybody was dying of COVID, whether they, you know, got in a car wreck or not n- back in the day. So the numbers are all skiwampus. But even Bill Gates, in candid moments, admits the truth. Lol.
3: Um, He sure does, Sam. Remember back a couple of years ago when he said, you know, smack in the middle of this so-called pandemic, COVID pandemic, what he said was, um, quote, everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission to other people and allowing society to get back to normal, end quote. But Folks, ladies and gentlemen, in an in-person conversation with the Lowry Institute in Australia just last week, Bill Gates said this. He admitted that the shots serve virtually no benefit to anyone, especially the most vulnerable population. Continuing uh, the, the interview, he said, quote, we need to fix the three problems of mRNA vaccines. The current vaccines are not blocking infection. They're not broad, so when new variants come up, you, uh, you lose protection, and they have very short duration, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people, end quote. In other words, Sam, he's admitting that the shots are impossible to align with the rapidly developing variants and that they expire very quickly. They don't stop transmission, and they don't work for the only at-risk portion of the population, which is the older people, the geriatric uh, segment of our population. <laughs> and so- now, I'm
1: going to speak to Bill Gates directly for a second, Lol. Hey, Bill, listen up, bro. mRNA shots are not actually useful. There's problems with them. That's right. I agree. But unvaccinated people, just so you know, according to the latest studies, are far more healthy than vaccinated persons are. This is not debatable, Bill. You, of anybody, should be able to dig into the research. You've got plenty of money to get researchers to give you the skinny. All right? But listen to me, if if natural immunity is allowed to occur, then you're not vaxxed, so you're much more healthy than a vaxxed person, plus your natural immunity, your God-given, God-ordained immunity kicks in, and it show, it's been shown to be far superior. In fact, before COVID hit, every medical professional admitted and real, realized and acknowledged that fact. But then COVID hit, and they all lost their bearings. But now we're getting them back with your admission. We're getting them back with these facts, Bill. Okay? When you admit that the vaccines have all these problems, and now the study shows that people are less healthy, what you got to do is don't get vaccinated. What you got to do is turn to God and pray for protection from diseases uh, you know what let your immune system get stronger what if we were to focus on how to make the immune system as strong as it could be through exercise and natural health and healing products and less chemicals in our environment and in our foods and what if we went down that road as hard as we're going down the road of tyranny just imagine where we would be Lowell.
3: Wow you're exactly right Sam and so based on the fact that he said one thing couple years ago and and last week said something different you would expect him to be eating a little humble pie or a little crow but yeah i don't think that's really happening you know i think his arrogance i think his lust for power and control unfortunately is overwhelming him because in the in the Lowry interview this is just last week in australia sam gates the techno tyrant said quote He he applauded Australia for locking down their population indefinitely in the early days of COVID hysteria, arguing that in the future, this should be a model for the pandemic response. He demanded the establishment of a permanent security state infrastructure that mandates compliance, end quote. And then finally, in a separate interview, Gates warned about the next pandemic after the COVID hysteria saying this one could be man-made by a bioterrorist or something similar, <laughs> as if to say that the COVID hysteria was not a main man-made weapon already, right? I mean, So here you got this Bill Gates, this techno-tyrant, that he applauded Australia and New Zealand for the way they locked down, and he's demanding the establishment of a permanent security state infrastructure to mandate compliance. I mean, this guy's a tyrant. He's a dictator. He's a Mussolini, a Hitler, a Mao Zedong, a Pol Pot type of guy, and I just—it's amazing to me that he's still, you know, walking the earth. He's not in prison somewhere. Because well, and let uh, me
1: prove to you how disingenuous he is. mm -hmm. He tells you that the vaccines—what? They don't do any good. What did he say?
3: yeah that they um they uh, I, i've lost the quote now but yeah they're not effective they don't stop transmission and the they shots don't help virtually the, population. the shots virtually
1: have no benefit to anyone especially those who need them the most okay yep then he explains the three problems they don't do what they said they did now at that point don't you just abandon them then if they don't do what they're supposed to do if they uh, are of no use to anyone at all then don't you just jettison the vaccines and say, hey, there's got to be a different way. But no, he doubles down and says, we've got to fix the vaccines to deal with these three problems. In other words, we're going to forge ahead with our filthy lucre regardless. We don't care that they don't do any good. We're going to move forward. Yeah, we're going to talk about fixing the problems. But who knows if you can ever fix the problems? Because remember, even if you make them last longer, all that'll do is do more damage. If a vaccine that does damage to your body uh, doesn't last very long, what if it lasted longer? Then it would do more damage, would it not? How dumb am I, Right? right? Then forget the lasting longer. It doesn't even mutate. In other words, it doesn't cover the broad mutations. Well, so that's why this Pfizer thug group wants to go ahead and make their own mutations. Wow, that reminds me of the computer guys making their own viruses so they can clean your computer kind of an idea. It's insane. But if Bill Gates was genuine, he would abandon the project altogether, lol.
3: Wouldn't he? Oh, I think so. That's the common sense thing to do. But look at all the money he's invested in the mRNA vaccine development, you know, the clot shot development. Look at all the money he's invested in, in buying up agricultural land so that he can genetically modify our foods and put the vaccine, the, the protein, the spike proteins in, in the genetically modified foods, right? I mean, he's got billions, I think, invested in this. He's not going to back down, but... I sure wish he would. I mean, I sure wish he would just admit that it was was wrong and admit defeat and, you know, beg for forgiveness. I mean, that's, that's, that's the right thing to do. I wish he would, but I'm afraid that he won't. Sam?
1: He's got too much money on the line, and he's a criminal. What we need is Nuremberg trials, though. When you say to me, we've mandated these shots, and at the end of the mandation, or whatever you want to call it, the mandating, we say, well, they didn't really do any good. There's all these problems with them. They don't work. In fact, um, they especially don't work for the people who need them the most. But we mandated that with government force, Lowell.
3: It's, uh, it's it's just terrible. You know, and we, um, yeah, I, I, I don't understand how government officials can continue the charade that um, – that these vaccines are safe and effective i mean we've got a study now from the control group that uh, demonstrates with near mathematical certainty that uh, exposure to vaccines increases your your uh, disability and your likelihood of disabling being disabled and and diseased um, you know and it and so we we need to you know, I, I like what you said earlier, Sam, we need to turn turn to God. We need to recognize that he gave us an immune system uh, divinely designed to overcome any pathogen in the world. And if we would, you know, get the proper rest, if we would eat nutritious food, you know, eat from God's garden, basically, and um, and get exercise, those are the three pillars of good health. If we would do that, then we would have the immune system to overcome Any pathogen that is But they don't even
1: discuss these solutions that would strengthen your immune system, but they know natural immunity is better than vaccine-created immunity. Hands down, they know this, but they don't talk about any of these solutions, do they?
3: (laughs) They don't. It's crazy. You know, another study I just read, this is a, uh, I I, I didn't put that in my notes to you, Sam, but this is a peer-reviewed study by Mark Skidnor published in a prestigious journal uh, called BMC Infectious Diseases. Um, And they say here that a total of 2,840 participants completed the survey between December 18 and 23rd of 2021. Um, And then they talk about the the males and the females, roughly the same. And and, and they talked about health problems and so forth. And it turns out that uh, 22% of respondents indicated that they knew at least one person who had experienced a severe health problem following COVID-19 vaccination. With these survey data, the total number of fatalities due to COVID-19 inoculation may be as high as, wait for it, 278,000 people when fatalities that may have occurred regardless of inoculation are removed. So so basically, you know, you may... I saw this thousand. study.
1: They first, they first came up with their own numbers, and then they compared it to the VARS database, and the numbers bear out. Shockingly mm-hmm. close.
3: Yeah, exactly right, right because it's like one in a hundred uh, cases actually get reported to theirs, and so you, just just you, just simple math will tell you that instead of like three or four thousand people died, probably you know about three or four hundred thousand people have died from the COVID nineteen uh, clot shot injection. So, uh, you know, continue to avoid that. You know, I I I find it heartwarming, Sam. The more people I, I run into um, that uh, have refused to get the clot shot and who are enjoying robust health while, you know, friends and, and others around us who get the clot shot, you know, they're they're suffering. They have a variety of diseases uh, afflicting them. They don't know where to turn. Amen. Well,
1: the other to... good news, though, is a lot of people who took the first clot shot because they felt like they had to. After Mm -hmm. the first one and or maybe the second one, they all got disenchanted, though. Uh, So you'll see a massive falling after the first one, people not taking the second one. This just shows that they took it, and they don't feel like the benefits are there, and or they feel like the benefits have harmed them. Either way, by them not taking the second one, that tells mountains of truth.
3: And, And from this, I hope people will learn that we should not put our trust in the arm of flesh or in government, you know, don't, don't trust the government because they, they're the worst. Don't trust Big Pharma. They want your money. They want you sick so they can make money off of you. It's a cash cow for them. Don't trust government because they're the ones protecting Big Pharma and, I don't know, find solutions uh, in your own backyard. Grow a garden, raise some orchard trees and eat healthy. Get out in the sunshine, exercise, do the right thing. You're the one who's responsible for your health, not the medical doctor, not big pharma, and certainly not the government, fam.
1: There he is, Lil Nelson, doing a phenomenal job hitting it out of the park as always. Thank you so much for your work, ladies and gentlemen. He is, in my opinion, a hero. The time he spends for the sacred cause of liberty, CampaignForLiberty.org. He is the coordinator for the great state of Utah. You have coordinators all over the country, Get involved in CampaignForLiberty.org or Young Americans for Liberty if you're on a college campus. They're incredible people. The Ron Paul folks still make an incredible difference every single day. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. God
3: save the republic.